Hello, Freedom Fighters. And you know, we're, we're going live in the Australian property investors. This is a group of people that like to invest in property and most of them in Australia. Hello, everyone. If you're watching live, please type in hashtag live. Sure, I'm starting, Stacey. And, and type in hashtag replay if you're watching the replay. That's right. Now, hello. Now, uh, what I'm going to do today is we're going to be talking about why a price is going up. So this is really super important. So, guys, this is the one one of the times where I'm going to unveil the curtain and show you behind the scenes and show you what I'm thinking. What is this crazy mind thinking? This crazy genius everyone thinking. Wants, everyone wants to know. George. That's right. When I do my research. So I'm going to be explaining what is a good thing, what's a bad thing, and I'm hoping you're going to come out of this session knowing exactly how experts like me choose the property market, right? And how I've hot, got hit after hit after hit of hotspotting. You know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've just been smashing the goalposts. And the reason I've been doing this is because of research, right? And a lot of people think they do research, but they don't. And that's the problem. Just want to touch on a topic because I've had a few people reach out to me and some people got a little bit upset about me last week. Did they? Yeah. So um, what happened was realestate.com.au, they reached out to me and um, they said, what do you think about the rental crisis? Because they reach out to me all the time and say, you know, as the property, you know, as the leading authority on property, what do you suggest? You know, you know, whose who's fault is it? And I made a comment that I'm going to stand by, but this is what I said. I said to the people, I said to the renters out there, stop moaning and start owning. Yeah. <laughs> and now a lot of people didn't like that. And look, this is what I mean by this, right? Just so you get get the get it. Nice I'm not saying, I'm not saying, hey, you know, if you're a renter, you're a loser. I'm not saying that at all. I was a renter once and I was a renter for quite a while. So I get I'm a renter. I rent. I started with nothing. So it's not as if I was born with a silver spoon. My parents struggled to make ends meet. I come from a family that struggled to make ends. I had to earn everything in my life, my own life. And but I didn't have a sense of entitlement like a lot of people do. I wasn't going, oh, it's not fair. The government charges too much tax. Rents are too high. I'm not going to find a way. Income. Right? Right? So there's two things you can do, right? One, you can lay down and die and go, it's too hard <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And some people are going to do that. But if you are, you're probably not in the right place because this place is for freedom fighters. This place is for winners. This is for people that get knocked down but get up again, right? There's nothing wrong with getting knocked down. You're going to get knocked down. It's how many times you can get up again. Absolutely. Elon Musk nearly went broke so many times. He slept on the factory floor. Now he's the richest man in the world. Yeah. Right? I um, have been there myself. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, when I was in Sydney and I was an art dealer and what happened was I started the art business and, you know, I, I was in my 20s. I was like 19. I started this business with a guy much older than me and he had more experience. And little did I know this guy had a drug addiction and was a bit of a criminal. And he stole everything I had. And I ended up on the street. I had nothing. And I caught up with a mate of mine and we ended up finding an apartment. And we used to donate blood and do, um, what do you call it, surveys for, you know, perfume and stuff and get paid to do it just to get cash. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't easy. You know, we'd, we'd go in the shops and we'd buy rice, the cheapest rice you can get because rice is really filling, you know what I mean, or popcorn. And 
you know, would love to have like a steak or something, but that was going to be impossible. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, so I've, I've done it hard. So I know what it's like. I've done it where we had to scrape to get every cent to pay rent. But I never moaned about it. I didn't go, oh, it's not fair. I did something about it. I got off my ass and did something about it, worked hard and got to where I am now. So a lot of people go, oh, it's easy for you to say you're a multi-millionaire, you make a million dollars a year, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't always making a million dollars a year. I wasn't born and made a million dollars when I woke up. Did I? No. I, exactly. And it's not necessarily that renting itself is bad. It's if while you're renting, you're not doing anything. Yep. And someone said they did medical drug tests to get uni to get by. Exactly. And well, you know what I mean? That takes courage. I've worked on concrete pumps. I've done door-to-door -door sales. I've worked in a factory. I have done, done, I used to tidy people's gardens to get paid cash and put it, you know. That's how it starts. Like you're, an, you're always an entrepreneur, you're saying, right from day yeah. to day. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I started my first business when I was seven years old, which well, went well. In the 70s, I was like making bank. I was making like $13, $14 a week. That was good money in the 70s. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like eight years old. <laughs> It's like, you go to the bank, money <laughs> in the bank, you know. And I did that for years. I used to put my money in the bank. And, you know, what an idiot. I didn't realise. You know, the banks, they get your money. And what they do is you put $1 in and they multiply, they rent out $10, right? So you get taught when you go to school, you get taught save and work and get a safe job. And I'm saying all of that is a lot of bullshit, <laughs> And you're not going to get rich by doing this because, one, if you get a job, even a good job, you're getting dollars for time unless you're converting that money into, yeah. into um, investments. But, see, the thing is when I started working, I found at an early age I started, I got involved in sales because in sales you can get paid more per hour if you work harder or you're better, yeah. Yeah. right? Because, you know, you do admin, you're stuck per hour. Yeah, even if you're a, even if you're a dentist or a doctor, you get a lot per hour, but you're stuck per hour. But if you can get the sales or something like that, then you can actually earn more by doing it. There's no ceiling. Exactly, exactly. So it's like being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Hmm. So why are property price going up? Let's talk about research. Let's get back with the research. Okay. okay. So there's two types of research you can do. One is fundamental research. And fundamental research sounds like it's really good, but it's not. It's crap. <laughs> fundamental research is a load of crap. I use fundamental research just as a, just to look at extra on top of what I do. But I, yep. what I do is I use statistical research. Yeah, numbers. Yep. Yeah. So what's the difference between statistical research and fundamental research? And do numbers work? Well, look. I predicted booms left, right, and center over and over. And it's all about having enough numbers in the data, right? So, you know, they say that, you know, if you toss a dice, right? Yeah. You can't really predict what number is going to fall. Mm -hmm. But I bet you if we got a camera and it took a photo of the dice, we could measure um, how heavy it was and how it was weighted. And we had this camera measuring it as it going down. It had an AI. You could probably predict each time what number was going to hit the ground with yep. enough data. And that's the same as with, um, you know, properties. With enough data, I can see what's going to happen. Yeah. So right? uh, the, the numbers all line up for, for dividends, right? Yeah. And the data, the data is um, a lot better now than what it used to be. When I first started investing, there was no data. There was the newspaper and your gut feel. 
right? But now some people got, still use that. <laughs> yeah, but now we've got so much data, it's really good. Yeah. But see, a lot of people have got some fallacies about what makes an investment good and property price going up. I'm about to bust those sacred cows. I'm going to be slaughtering a few sacred cows tonight. So, for example, a lot of people say being next to a school. Yeah, they or do. Is, or a train is, station. Or a train station or being close to the CBD. That's a big one. So let's say if, there's, a, there's a rumor out there that goes, you've got to be 8Ks to a CBD and that's going to go up, All right? Hmm. Now, this is the fact. How long has that suburb been 8Ks from the CBD? Probably a long yeah. time. Yeah. At least 50 or 100 years. Now, don't you think over the last 50 or 100 years that's already been factored in? Yeah. Yeah, so fundamental research is useless in the past, but it's very powerful when it's fresh yeah. new news. So, for example, if I knew a school was coming in a certain area and no one else did, then I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. But if there's already a school there and everyone knows there's a school, well, guess what? Everyone already knows. Yeah. It's already factored in. And another thing that people get confused about is they don't understand the difference between desire, right, mm -hmm. and demand. Yeah. You right? And yeah. There's a massive difference between desire and demand. And let me explain. Like, Everyone wants to live in Glenelg here in Adelaide, right? On the beachfront. Everyone wants, wants to beach. live in Bondi, Bondi Beach, everything else like that. They mm -hmm. want, they desire to live there, right? I'll give you another example, a better one. You've got an 18-year-old boy and he's got a massive desire to have a Lamborghini. Let's face it. Actually, every, just about every 18-year-old boy loves a Lamborghini. 15-year-old, yeah. 16-year-old. Now, there's a lot of desire out there from hundreds of millions of boys out there that love Lamborghinis. But yes. that doesn't increase the demand because they've got no money. No. Right? So for the rare individual that's born a billionaire, otherwise they don't affect the market at all. No, that's true. That's right. Yeah. So if people want to live in Bondi but don't do anything about it, it doesn't matter. They don't make any difference. Yeah. So yeah. and so if you're choosing a property on desire, well, it's wrong. You've got to do yeah. it on demand because there's only one thing that actually affects property prices, that's supply and demand. Yeah. Right? And high demand, low supply, prices. Low supply, high demand. And that's mm -hmm. what we're looking for, guys. Now, what's going to happen in the future of property? Let's try to work this out. We're going to work it out. I want the audience to let me know. Okay. Okay. I want audience participation here, guys. It's going to be good. Okay. So step number one. Now, at the moment, last two years, we've had a 50% reduction in the rental properties available. Yes, we have. If, okay. So is that more supply or more demand? What's going to happen there? Less supply, more demand, correct? Correct. Actually, the demand is doubled. Yeah. You have the supply, you've doubled the demand. Yep. That is a pretty powerful driving force. That's okay. like, yep. Now let's look at employment. Okay with the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, 49 years, but close enough. Yeah. Now, so that means everyone's got a job. Does that increase demand? They've got more money. Yes. We've got less poor people. Next, we're about to have 250,000 immigrants per year moving to Australia. Is that going to create more demand for property? Oh, yeah. Actually, for every three people, we need one dwelling. That's around 80,000 dwellings. We don't have enough. We've got 
builders going broke and not building as many properties? Is that creating less supply? Yes. Yes. We've got interest rates going up, so less people want to buy. Is that creating slightly less demand? Yes. Right. I want to, I want to give everyone the full story. It's not all roses, but you look at all the positives, all the negatives, and then count it up. So on the pro page, we've got, what have we got? We've got um, immigration, um, jobs, and rental market. And on the cons, we've got interest rates going up. Yep. And they've been predicting a crash for years, time and time and time again, and it still hasn't happened. Stacey, Stacey, how long have you been on the program for? How long have you been on this for? I've been on the program for just under two years, and I've yep. been with you for a year. Great. Now, since you've started, I bet you the whole time you heard don't invest. Before? No, when, when, when you've been working with us the last two years. Yes. Non-stop. Now, you've invested, and how have your investments gone? Yeah, really good. <laughs> I haven't exactly. had any problems at all. They're all exactly. making money. <laughs> we've seen how many members make money out of property over the last two years. Yeah, all right. of them. <laughs> week after week after week, success, 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 story after story. That's the fact of yeah. it, right? So so with my comment about, you know, uh, what was it called? It was, um, what did I say about the renters? Stop moaning and start owning. <laughs> yeah, so um, a guy yeah. came up and he posted on my Facebook and said, oh, how dare you? You sound like Marie Antoinette during before the French Revolution. Let them eat cake. Everything I, I said, let them make cake, not eat it. Make some fucking cake, sell them, eat them, right? <laughs> and, and everything's about perception too. So it's how they took that comment. You sent that message out in a way that you, you know, and they've taken it in whatever way they've taken it. Um, they've taken it as, oh, we can't afford to buy, so we have to rent. Well, I agree, yeah, rent, but invest at the same time. So Yeah, exactly. And, and the yeah. thing is, this is the deal, right? At the end of the day, there's only one constant thing in your life. That's yourself. Yeah. So until people take responsibility for everything in their lives, then you're not going to have any power. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Right? And the fact of it is, whether you like it or not, you're responsible for your life. Yes, you and are. And if you can't afford to invest in property, then you need to change your mindset, number one, two, get educated, and three, get off your butt and do something. I'm sorry to say this to you guys, but that's the way it is. Forget the sense of entitlement. Sense of entitlement is not going to make you rich, nope. but thinking smart and working hard and having a bit of discipline will. Yeah. I was talking to a guy actually today who isn't in a position to buy right now but wants this so badly. He's renting right now, wants to buy, and so he's trying so hard to find a way. And he's like, oh, I can't do this way. Oh, um, there's roadblocks. It's going to be roadblocks. It's it's about finding your way into the market. That's right. And, and you know, if you can't find a way, this is what I suggest you do. Come and check out our challenge. We've got the yeah. millionaire, what's it called? The million multimillionaire blueprint challenge, right? Yeah. 40 day challenge. And on there, we show you how to get a deposit, how to fix your credit, how to save money how to find a property. We show you everything. And it's really yeah. powerful. It's really good. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get someone to put the link in afterwards, if you like. Uh, no, no. We're not going to get the link. Just type in hashtag challenge and we're going to give you the stuff. We'll send it straight to you. Yeah. So what is someone saying? Can you read that out, please? Yeah, sure. You're responsible for your own fate. No one will do it for you. Do the hard work now and reap the rewards. Absolutely. There's two types of pain. The pain of discipline 
and the pain of regret. And I'll tell yeah. you what, the pain of the discipline might be a little bit painful, but the regret is so much worse. You know, the pain of quitting smoking is painful, but dying of cancer is a lot more painful. The pain of saving and investing in property is hard because you've got to save, you've got to work hard. But being dead broke at 65 and poor is a lot harder. If you don't have your way in now too, I mean, you could at least put a plan in place to get it. So it might That's take right. one or two years because you have your way in. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Time check. How long have we got? Uh, we have got 10 minutes tops till our next meeting. Okay, great. Because after this, we're going to be talking to our private group, our Freedom Fridays. Self-motivation is also key to keep going. Yes, exactly. You know what? If you want a dose of med 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 motivation, come to our lives every Thursday. And we're going to give you a big dose of motivation. This is yep. what you need. Look, guys, what you need to do, you need to download my podcast, listen to me, get my positive vibe stuck inside your head over and over till you get brainwashed with positivity because it's going to rub off in your life. When I first started, I was listening to Robert Kiyosaki, um, thinking Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, day in, day out, right? And that's, I've listened to all those too. <laughs> and look, when I first started, you know, I read Robert Kiyosaki's book and I thought I'd love to be like him, be great. Little did I know that, you know, him and I would be writing a book together and we'd be doing training together and things like that, which is great. So pretty amazing. Now, there was no way in the world if someone told me you're going to hang out and work for Robert Kiyosaki back when I was 19 that I'd believe that. But yeah. it happened. It did, yeah. And and look, it's the it's the path that you've chosen Exactly. That's right. So there's another reason property prices are going up. Okay. And this everyone is needs somewhere to live. <laughs> That's part of it. But what <laughs> what you, um there's a thing called compounding growth. And that's what happens to property. That's and, what's happening. And it compounds. And the thing is, long term, no matter what's happening in the economy, they're gonna go up anyway. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are shitting themselves because of the interest rates, right? And the fact of it is, what am I doing about it? I'm investing in property. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know every time the RBA is raked up, racked up the rates, property prices have gone up. Yeah. Every single time. So I'll do that again. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're helping other people do as well. And we'll help you. Yep. Obviously, just book in. Yep. So this is the deal, guys. Remember, statistical research is the most important part. The fundamentals don't matter that much unless you've got some inside information. And inside information in property is actually legal. It's not illegal. Yeah, it's very impressive, George, and inspiring for us all. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. And um, what was I saying before? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I distracted yes. you. <laughs> statistics, statistics, basically. Yes, exactly. That's the most important. So really um, drill down on supply and demand. And part of the things you can check out what supply and demand is, is, for example, if um, there's a big vacancy rate in an the area, then there's a low demand for properties, mm. right? And that's where most of, most of those property people out there, right, those property um, so-called gurus that are a bunch of idiots. They're like, oh, buy a distressed property, buy a property for a bargain. Seriously, these people have got rocks in their head. I mean, 
the reason properties go down in price is because they're, they're crap and trying to get a bargain is just getting catching a falling knife is going to hurt you. So don't listen to those people. They're idiots. You don't get a bargain. You buy quality property for the right price. Absolutely, know? yeah. With anything in life, with anything in life, when you try to get a bargain, you get the cheapest, crappiest thing. It's not going to work, right? You get what you pay for. I don't know if this is politically correct, but, you know, if you buy some crap from China instead of made in Australia, what do you expect is going to happen, right? <laughs> Now, that's a generalisation, but yes. Yeah, that is a generalisation. <laughs> okay, so there's a quick question here, George. I was wanting to know if you would get a nice principal place of residence around $4 million, or you would invest this into more properties. That's a good question. That's a great question because I've currently got a residence around $4 million <laughs> that I own. But I'm going to tell you to do the opposite. So, And I'm not being a hypocrite either, and I'll explain why. Basically, if you want a $4 million residence, right, it's going to cost, I like to look at 5%, right? So 4 million residents times by 5% is 200,000 a year. Divided by 25,000 is eight. So this is what you need to do. You need to buy eight investment properties and those eight investment properties will actually pay you for your $4 million mansion and you can live there for free. So I suggest that your property you live in, your owner occupier is not an investment. And you don't deserve to have an owner occupier until your properties that you've rented out, your investment properties, actually making the money to pay for it. That's the only time that you deserve to own an owner occupier. So if you've got $200,000 in passive income from property, buy a $4 million property. If you haven't, then what you need to do is buy eight properties. Yeah. 4800 a week? Is that in relation to the $4 million property? Uh, probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah. 200000 is 4000 4, a week. The developer of Brisbane building 1,000 apartments obviously believes the market will keep going up. Exactly. And look... And apartments, the only people that make money is the developer. So please don't buy any of those apartments. <laughs> um, there, there is exceptions to the rule. You know what I mean? When people are starting out, there's certain boutique apartments that can work, but most of them no. Yeah. So we have to leave. We have to leave. We have to love you and leave you once again. <laughs> now, guys, um, one thing, I'd just like to thank you, Stacey, for coming and joining me today. That's all right, George. It's always wonderful to see your smiling face. Oh, thank you. Yours too. Um, <laughs> Well, I've got my videographer who's uh, fine-tuned the toning on my camera, and look how yeah, it looks better than mine. I look really yeah. white. <laughs> well, I've got um, I've got a you know very expensive camera here. I just bought myself the new Mac. Came in today actually. I'm using that at the moment. Huh. And it's been good so far. It's great. I needed something portable because I'm planning on traveling for the rest of the year. Yep. So I need something really portable. And the laptop I had before, I hated it. So I'm going to give my laptop to um, our admin assistant. Now, I, everyone in my company inherits all my phones, laptops, all my equipment, everything. I just keep buying new stuff and sending it down the line to everyone who yep. needs something, which is great. Yeah. Like so guys, um, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, make sure you check out the podcast. If you want to learn more, then type in hashtag challenge if you want to learn how to get into the property market. If you're a renter, if you're sick of renting, if you want to invest, that's what you need to do. 
And um, I'll see you next week. Same bat time, fate challenge. Now, I'll tell you about some great topics coming up. We've got, um, I've got an expert from Brisbane who flies around the world with frequent flies. He's going to be showing us how to get first class and business class everywhere we fly, which is going to be great. Oh, that sounds good. I can't wait for that one. Then after that, I've got my lawyer. We're going to be talking about land tax in Queensland. Yes. And then we're going to be talking about estate planning, asset protection and trusts and how to keep your ass safe. And we've got some exciting news coming out for our members too in regards to flying around the world too, don't we, George? We do, we do. Yes, we've uh, we've done a deal with a credit card company and we're going to be giving helping our members get 200,000 points each, which is going to be great. Oh, someone's asked for the Zoom details. I don't know who that is. It says Facebook user. Um, um, the Zoom details will be in Australian, um, in a, the property investors in a circle, whatever it's called. What's it called? Positive yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the membership page, it'll be in there under your resources. Yeah, but we should be in the Facebook page just to keep it easier. Can someone please post it in there? I'm coming into the other room anyway. See you yep. guys in the Zoom. Look forward to it. Cheers. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.